0: You're listening to the Version 5 Podcast. We are five women sharing our individual journeys while changing the narrative within our communities. Our mission is to create a sense of belonging through love, acceptance, and a whole lot of realness. Join us for authentic conversations on real topics from real life. Human connection is a
1: psychological necessity with proven health benefits. We consistently interact with others, forming these connections which make us feel good or sometimes cause us stress and anxiety. What we'd like to discuss are some tips that we've found useful in our personal and professional lives to keep healthy relationships positive and ways to improve strained relationships. Now, a lot of us are invested in romantic relationships or have been at some point. And what was the best thing about your partner? Were they supportive, loving, trustworthy? Did you feel connected? So like Relin was saying, she has friends that she holds in different um, kind of places in her life, And that's a good thing. It's good to have friends that you just go for a beer with or wine or vodka. (laughs) And because those are your light friends. You know what I mean? It's good to have people that you can just go out with and have a great time. And, you know, we've all had the friends where it's like every time you hang out, it's always super heavy and emotional. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need different things, right? So it's good to have different relationships for
2: different purposes. Different level, That can't talk, different levels of vulnerability, Not everyone needs to know all the things. For me, that's been a learning experience as well. I can have friends that are just, we talk about surface things or work things or whatever, right? It doesn't need to be, how are you doing today?
3: And then it's a two-hour conversation. We're so like multi-tonal is the word I keep coming up with in my mind. Like there are so many different characteristics in every single personality that I cannot imagine expecting my husband to fulfill every single thing that I need in my own mind. That wouldn't be fair to him either. No, and honestly, like, what would life be if he was the only human being in my life? Like, I feel like I wouldn't even have the social skills to raise my child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we need to be... we need to have access to different types of personalities so that we can grow as human beings. Like I just, it, it doesn't, it almost like doesn't even compute in my mind to expect one person to fulfill that.
1: And like what kind of pressure are you putting on someone yeah. to yeah. expect that, right? Like yeah. no wonder you guys are fighting. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm I'm super lucky because I've always made friends quite easily, but I've been very careful who's super close to me. And I've made a lot of mistakes in, in thinking that somebody that I thought was a friend, um, was actually not what I, not somebody that I could trust. Um, and those are learning curves and realizing, and I've said this, I think in the group before that not every person deserves a front row seat to our lives. Mm -hmm. And that like really, really taking into account who deserves to be in our lives and to know all the nitty gritty and who I just want to go out and and dance with. But this is the thing. I don't want to make light of those people in our lives either, because I feel like sometimes the people that can get you laughing the hardest can almost be therapy for us too. Right. And then the ones that listen to us when we're like blubbering idiots about, about something heavy in our lives or when some, like I know exactly Who to send a message to if I'm like, I'm having a crappy day, I feel like crap, I just need somebody to say, I'm so sorry to hear that. I don't need to hear, tomorrow's a new day. No, I don't need to hear that right now. I need to hear, that sucks, that's crappy, it's okay to sit there for a minute, just don't unpack and live there, and get up and and go on later. But right now, it's okay that today's crappy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you need that person who will be like, I'll be there in half an hour yep. and they bring pizza and beer yep. and just sit on the floor with you. yeah, Or McDonald's, just whatever you want. Just listen and don't give advice.
4: Just listen. Yeah. So in that regard, I think we can also talk about how we tend to have um, a natural inclination to fix things for everybody you know people come to you with problems um or you come to your friends or whoever and people just want to fix it and i think sometimes we just need to listen like lynette said just you know have a friend come over bring some pizza and beer and sit on the floor you know yeah exactly um daryl had mentioned something to me a little while ago he showed me this video and how this girl was talking to her partner and saying oh i have a splitting headache I don't know where it's coming from. This is just so painful. And the guy's staring at her, thinking, well, you have a nail in your head <laughs> it, she literally does have a nail in her head. <laughs> she goes no you're not getting the point I keep getting my sweaters caught in it I keep getting you know I just I can't figure it out I just and he just he naturally wants to pull the nail out of her head to fix the problem and the whole point of the video was just just listen to me just listen I don't care. I'll fix it I'll later. Just listen to me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the sympathy versus empathy piece, which is also a Brene Brown. Um, but like you said, that people just have this tendency to try to silver line everything. Or, uh, you know, like, for example, uh, one of the pieces that I watched on hers, it was, you know, someone's talking about, um, oh, I had a miscarriage. And the response is, well, at least you got pregnant. You know, like something like that, right? Where we just try to find the good in everything, but sometimes there's just no good. Mm-hmm. And to be a good friend, you have to just kind of shut up and listen sometimes, you yeah. know what I mean? And sit with your your person and
3: allow them to have those feelings and be there for them. Funny, because I just had a girlfriend who went... She's been trying really hard to get pregnant and uh, has been successful and lost it and then just went through IVF. And I met with her just last week and... I, I, I just looked at her and I was like, there, like, there are no words. There are literally, like, there's nothing fluffy I can tell you right now because this is just crappy. This is crappy yeah. and it sucks. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and whatever there, you want, whatever you need, yeah. you let me know. Yeah. Right? And there's just nothing. There's nothing. Cause usually I'm the one like, you know, like we're going to figure this out or whatever, but the, no, right now it just sucks. And sometimes
0: yeah. there literally are no words and there's just tears. Yep. And so you just cry with your friend, and that is so much more healing than someone sitting there talking to you and telling you how you should be feeling when you're just
3: not. Or what to focus mm-hmm. on instead. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So that you never process those feelings ever in this life, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I think people just want to know that you're there for them. Mm-hmm
4: and that's been something that i've learned over the years is instead of trying to fix everything and trying to be the eternal optimist that i am that i tend to be um just to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> well this okay, tell me. Yes, okay. I hear you.
0: Yeah. I you know, i pain for you. I i feel you. And this reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend just recently, um, because we live in this, like, in our phones, we're always texting people, and how easy it is to forget to respond. Yeah. And we were co- having a conversation because I had remembered she had sent me a text and I, a couple days back, and then I went to text her a few days later and realized what she'd sent to me was really bearing her heart. And I hadn't responded. And it wasn't because I didn't care. It was because I was caught up in my life at the moment and didn't have the capacity to respond in the right way. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't. And so I had to apologize and say, hey, it would have been better for me to say, I heard you but I can't respond right now, I'll get back to you, than to have not said anything at all.
3: Is it better I've been working really hard on that because I feel like I miss messages all the time and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I did not respond. When
1: I'm at home, when I'm at work, you know, you get caught up in all the hustle and bustle and things that are going on and things you need to get done before your shift is over or while you're at home you're trying to wash dishes and console some crying kids, yada, yada. Um, I have legitimately said more times than I can count, hold that thought I will a meet you in this room in 10 minutes. I will make, I want to make time for you. I want to hear what you have to say, but right now I cannot give you that time. And you know what you're communicating is that you appreciate their time too. So it's, I don't want to sit here and pretend to be listening to you. I want to give you my full attention, but I cannot do it right now. So meet me in 10 minutes or give me 10 minutes and then we can talk and then I will give you my full attention.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly going back to what Annette said, is that we just want someone to care for us, for somebody to know that they're hearing us. So maybe our friends can't hear us in the moment, but just saying, I can't hear you in the moment is enough to be like, okay, they care. Yeah. And we can talk about this later.
4: And I think is, I think the other thing, too, is not only do we want people to listen and just be there, but we want to feel accepted. So I think that's another aspect of healthy relationships is just being accepted as who you are with all your weaknesses and everything, right? And that's a that's a hard thing to even expose people to.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> but, <we> know it. <laughs> oof. But
4: once you do, and they... They love you because of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Not, you know That's what made you who you are. Yeah. You aren't who you are without your weaknesses. Yeah,
2: exactly. The most empowering thing, I guess maybe not empowering, but for me to be vulnerable, it takes a lot of work. I'm a very private person. And so when I do share something that I'm struggling with or dealing with or something that I, I just feel, for someone to say thank you for sharing that, something so simple, but thank you for sharing that, And it validates everything that I've said, whether I was right or wrong in feeling that thing. But for me to share that is such a step. So just to acknowledge that when someone does share. So looking at the flip side, we've been talking
1: about what makes you a good friend, you know, listening well and and being with people sitting in their junk. What does it feel like to have a friend where it's all one-sided, Right, who's always coming at you with everything in their life and never makes time for you. How does that feel?
0: Crappy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so terrible. So draining. I, I've, yeah. I've had those situations before. And it's, you want to keep giving, but at, to a point, you've just, you need to receive something. Like it has to be a give and take relationship. You can't, it can't be one sided on either way, or the friendship just won't work. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do you do when it's a friend that you've had
1: for 20 years? Right? Like sometimes it's hard...
3: Eventually it'll ...to just make
1: break. changes.
0: I think it's okay to say, at this point in my life, you're not a priority. Right. Well... <laughs> right and, and,
1: and not and like necessarily saying that like hey girl hey no tap of you no but even
0: just <laughs> not that you necessarily have to say hey Susan yeah. you're not a priority in my life anymore but just to be okay with that with yourself to take a step back
3: so that's setting boundaries right. and then maybe you just yeah. simply don't respond in the same way anymore yeah. right I've literally broken up with friends yep oh like it
1: was really hard a romantic relationship breakup sometimes
3: So, so you actually, like, it just happened and it fizzled because I've been ghosted by many friends, to be honest. And I'm like, hey, what's wrong with me? But I also have friendships that go back to me being five years old. So I'm like, okay, so there's, you, like, there are ebbs and flows in relationships. I realize that there are seasons for relationships. Um, And then sometimes you just simply, like, there are people that you connect with more or less, depending on what you're going through in your life as well. So when you actually break up with somebody, what does that look like? Do you ghost them? Do you, Mm -mm. you legit do the breakup? Oh yeah, it was a full, it was a full painful
4: breakup. Yeah. No, I was quite young and I was very naive at the time. I hadn't had a whole lot of life experience, I would say. And I befriended this person and I thought all was good. I really, you know, adored her for her just blase attitude in a sense. Joie the beef. Yeah, pretty much. Just screw everybody. I don't care what you think of me. And she, oh, I love that quality. That's so cool. You know, so I was, I was drawn to that person for for that reason, and so a, a friendship kind of budded. And so I thought. Um, and years passed, and I, I had gotten used many times. I think it, I gave them lots of money before I even realized, you know, I would, I would constantly be used and she would tell me everything. And I, I just was, I just would clam up. Right. And I got into a point where I started dating somebody and, and they asked me, well, my current relationship. And he asked me, who is this person? Like, who are they to you? Like, clearly this is a one-sided friendship. And I, I didn't realize all the drama that was going on and all the the pain and my point where I was so obsessed with them that I I completely lost myself in it like I would constantly be worried "Oh, oh you know what is she doing what is she into you know and what was
3: it about her that made you feel obsessed with her to begin with
4: um i think it was just like that it created some weird like dependent relationship she was always um coming to me needing things from me and so i would want to help naturally so i wanted accepted. to i wanted to fix her no yeah. i never you felt accepted because i could never really be myself okay like heaven forbid i would express you my issues
3: did it become a goal like a goal to, to like get her. her to want to mm-hmm. yeah validate right. you yeah. yeah yeah you wanted to fix it yeah mm-hmm. You know, that person that you look up to, oh,
4: I, you know, I wish you validate me. And just at some point it just came to a halt and there was just, whatever, I'm not going to get into all the crazy stories, but um, it just became too much. I stopped thinking about myself and I was always,
1: yeah. I- so how do we decide when to cut the cord?
4: Um, I literally had no more energy for any other people, including myself.
1: So you let it get too far.
4: I let it get way too far. I was completely drained and she had taken advantage of pretty much anything that I could have offered her. Um, so finally I just had to, I literally had to break up with her. So there's nothing wrong with breaking up with a friend. No, it's painful, but it is so worth it. I would never go back. I think it was a very, very healthy choice that I made in my life just to not be around that negative energy and those emotional vampires, those kind of
2: soul-sucking
0: people. I like (laughs) how you put that emotional vampire. Yeah, there are people like that.
2: I find that I'm drawn to people who need things. And so, and I like to help. And so I have to do a reality check just on myself when I spend time with people. Am I with spending time with this person because they make me feel important or do they genuinely care about me? And so, uh, yes, I. but I'm pretty clueless as to how to start a conversation. Like, okay, you know what? We need to set up some boundaries or how does this look? And yeah, it's, i for myself I know I'm self-aware enough to figure out when I'm doing it for the praise or just to see results um
3: but have no idea how to crawl my way back out of that I'm from the disease of passive aggression or aggressiveness and so I like I don't need I don't even know like I've when ghosted I'm ghosted
2: people but I you have I'm horrible I feel really really bad oh I can't
3: do it I can I can't like to a fault. I cannot ghost people like to the point where I will actually destroy myself before I will cut out someone that's not good for me. <laughs> wow. So that's yeah, impressive. So How do you ghost them? Like, are just, you, aren't I you afraid, afraid to have to, have to text t- messages? And so I you know take that the, you
2: take the easy way out. You just ignore. I, but that's the, that's what I was saying before that conversation actually needs to be had. And I've been feeling that just in the last couple of weeks where I actually need to go to this person and talk to them and establish why this is happening. So why don't you say, I feel like this relationship
1: is one-sided. I need this in a relationship, fill in the blank, right? And I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Or, you know, like, it's hard to say that, but sometimes people don't realize that this is happening, that that's how you feel, right? So it's important to have, like we've been saying, open communication with our partners, with our friends, with our families, because people don't always know how you're feeling, especially for you, Lynette, like you've said that you don't talk about your feelings much, right? Like you're not a vulnerable person that way. So someone might not realize that that's how you feel. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: And if they're worth it, if they really do care about you, if they're invested in you and you have this conversation with them you might be really surprised you know that that things might change or if that person was only befriending you for that purpose you know they might they might just walk out your life
0: yeah and i think that's the i think that's a a healthy way to approach it because should everyone be in your life for the rest of your life no i think that we do go through ebbs and flows like we were saying of different friendships but and I, I think that a healthy way, even though it's hard, is to, approach, is to communicate with them and say, look, this isn't working for me. This is, I am not feeling good in this relationship and this is why. And we can either carry forward or we need to cut off, but we need to address this. And I think that's a healthy way of doing it. Right?
1: Like there's some friends that just want so
0: much from you. Yeah. They want so much. They want to hang
1: out all the time. They want this. They want that. And you're like, I have three children. Yeah. I have a husband, I have a household to maintain, and I can't give that to you. Yeah. I've had that conversation with family. Yeah, I don't feel like I can give that to you. What you're looking for in this relationship is obviously more than I can give, yeah. and I'm sorry. But you may need to find this
3: somewhere else. I think I've failed people often by not giving them what they expect of me, but I never knew what the expectation was to begin with. Does that make sense? Because I want to... Be friends with everybody, and cl- just because it's that people pleasing thing, and I don't know how to draw a boundary, so I think I need to be friends with everybody, all the time, and respond to the forty nine text messages that are sitting in my inbox, kindly, authentically, and then you get this, this. Oh, I didn't hear back from you, even though you were like, but I said I, I like I, I don't have time right now. I will get. I'm, I'm acknowledging, but then you're still like, I didn't hear back from you. It's like. I am drowning, so I'm learning this at the ripe age of above 40, that I need to just not have everybody be in, on my, on my, like, what's your favorites contacts, is that what it is, I just, yeah, I need to, I just can't, I just cannot facilitate every relationship even though my heart desires it, and I want to be able to be there for people, I just simply can't. So it's almost like this podcast is a way for me to like, be like, hey, you're validated. We love you. We are, you're cool. Like in a way that we can speak to everybody because I can't do it individually. Like, is that crazy? I feel like that's a little bit of what I feel like I'm doing almost. That's something that you feel you've been called to. That's kind of your mandate,
2: right? And so this podcast is a way for you to do that without speaking one-on-one to every person in your life. You can blank it. That. Isn't that and a silly
3: thing, though? Like, shouldn't I just be able to be like, dudes? <laughs> I cannot handle everything um, in my life, right? Like, or so just okay. have a copy and paste message? Yeah,
4: <laughs> <You just laughs> send it to in, everybody. Not, it's just the hardest. Hey, wait a emoji. minute. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Hard emoji
2: to
0: everyone. I think huh. though that if there's those friends though that you have sent that text message to, and they're still coming back to you saying, "Hey, I haven't heard back from you." Are they really understanding where you're coming from? Like, are they really caring about who Nancy is and what you are in right now? Because I feel like my best of friends, yeah. I may not have talked to her in a month, mm-hmm. and our text messages might have ended that way. I'll get back to you. And it was a month later, and yet she got it, she gets it. Yeah. there's no hard feelings because you know what I get it I'm in that yeah Yeah. and so if if there's somebody that keeps coming back to you saying you haven't heard back from you yet I need this from you you know I want to get you know maybe they do want to go for coffee with you but if they can't respect the fact that you just can't right now Mm -hmm. then how good of a friend are they
3: Mm -hmm. but what I end up doing is then I'm not a good friend you know what I mean? Like, it's always me. It's never, like, I can't, <laughs> it's not usually them. It's what am I doing wrong that I can't manage at all, right? So this is, and I'm saying this in an effort to really support the people out there that are trying to balance all of these different types of friendships. And how do you start to distinguish what's important? Um, I feel like as we get older and as life is changing a little bit more, you know, social media is more of a push and just realizing like, holy moly, Like just because we have the accessibility to social media and to texting people in the middle of the night, do we need to be so tied to every single relationship in our life? It is hard to maintain a friendship.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of work.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not easy. Like you have to make time for that, right? So if someone doesn't appreciate you making time for them. Deuces. (laughs) That's a new one.
3: (laughs) You got to get the snaps right. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's also about thinking
4: if it's a two-way street, right? And really thinking, oh, do they actually bring something into my life? Do they make my life? Better in some way. Not that you're thinking of a friendship in, a, in a selfish way. That's not at all what I mean. But again, you don't want it to be that one way where somebody's always taking from you. You know, you want to make sure you're both benefiting from that friendship, that you both can rely on each other. And yeah, if you don't talk to one another for a month, two months, three months, whatever, it's not a big deal. They get it. They get that
2: life is busy. Just chill out, people. <laughs> <laughs> I a little revelation for me was that. Calling someone your friend is almost like a contract, right? It's two ways. And so if you can't invest the time to be a friend, then don't sign that contract.
4: What does that mean, though?
2: Invest the time. Like, how much
4: time is that? And it could be different for each friend. It
2: could be. Um, But for me to say that someone is my friend implies that I'm investing in them in some way. If they need me at some point, do I even have the time or the strength to be there for them it's so like we were talking it, about superficial
1: friends before you know the ones that you just hang out with do you have friends like that
2: I think I do and I think that that's that I have that I have a core mm-hmm. of a few mm-hmm. and then I have this your, contract spider. your contracts yes. are different I guess so <laughs> Between I friends. guess so yeah <laughs> there's different I guess different levels of contracts right but for me People that I admire the most are the ones that say, I have three people in my life that I go, that I can go to at any time. And those are the people that have priority, I guess.
3: Um, but it's like unconscious priority. It's not like you're like, it could "Mm, be a very deliberate,
2: but it could be a very deliberate thing for (laughs) you too, because you do have to create boundaries for yourself, right? If I'm going to go for coffee six times this week with outer circle people, I'm going to be so drained that my best friend calls me on Sunday and I'm like, I just need to rest.
3: Right. And so being very conscious about how you're spending your time. I think that's also a personality trait thing because I'm definitely more of an extroverted introvert. So I need Mm -hmm. my time alone, but I do need my social. So sometimes I need more in one week and then next week I need zero like literally to recoup or manage my week, right? But I think that's something fascinating that's happening here too is like almost unconsciously doing this podcast, we all decided to invest more into these relationships and these friendships. And I feel like there'll be ebbs and flows here as to, and almost like other relationships in our lives will start to change as well based on what we've decided to invest in here which I think is also fascinating. I forced you all to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but knowing that there was an incredible dynamic here and there are different things each person will feed each individual person, right? Which I think is pretty cool too. So when dealing with relationships that are in our lives that maybe do give us that sick feeling or anxiousness, um, how do we even know what we're supposed to be doing with that? Or how do we know that we need to... like? to when we need to cut ties. Essentially,
1: I feel like (laughs) if somebody is causing you anxiety, Mm -hmm. if you have physiological responses to someone when they reach out to you or in communicating with them or dealing with them, if you're feeling uncomfortable, then then your body's already telling you that this person isn't right for you, right? Like, why do you want to invest your time and into somebody that's making you feel that way. And I mean, how do we break up with somebody? Is that, is that what you're asking me? Like how, how do we physically get out of a relationship?
3: Or how do you even know when, when to make that call? Because like we've, we've talked a lot about anxiety. So it's like, when do you know that it's just your own anxiousness um, playing a part in it? Or when do you know to just simply say, actually, it's okay for me to draw the line and for me to cut this relationship? Like, when do you know? Do you just make decisions for your own life and not worry about the other side? Or how do we... Honestly, I would talk to them. I would talk to this person in your life and I would express what what you're
1: feeling and whatever you're met with, right? Like, so if you and I were having this conversation... If Nancy didn't love me anymore, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> impossible. If if you were experiencing that, I would have to take a look at myself and and wonder, you know, what am I doing in this relationship to make somebody feel that way?
3: You and just is answered that my it. intention? You totally answered it for me right there. The person that is not gonna look at themselves at all and be defensive and not say, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way, is the person you will never rectify that situation with. Boom. There you go. Right? You don't need yeah. that in your life. Yeah. Girl. It, just when you said that, I was like, oh my God, the person, because my fear always is that it's just going to come back at what I did wrong. Right? right? Like, so if not, I was not immediately why I'm feeling to get that defensive way,
1: and blame you for everything and make you feel like a piece of sh- garbage. garbage. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> then you know right there that this is not a very valuable friendship. Brilliant. Love it. So anybody out there struggling with relationships, whether it is a romantic relationship or whether it's a friendship, know that if the person is receptive to your feelings in general, that is a good relationship. And that's one you need to work at having in your life.
0: Thank you so much for joining today's conversation. We may be finished with this topic today, but we want to hear from you. Help us change the narrative and give us your thoughts by leaving us a comment or DM on Instagram. You can find us at version underscore underscore F-I-V-E.